0: This is Danny
1: and Dusty.
2: Meringatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new.
1: With Danny Mering and Dusty, the fan man Hera.
2: All those monkey sounds in there are
1: called good. The like old Danny Mering pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon.
2: Hey, wow. Yay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Danny and Dusty with you. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Great. Doing good. Good, 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 good. You know who's probably feeling the effects of what I think is going to be day two of his hangover? Mm. Actually, this is day one of his hangover. Mm. The man who had the most fun following the Chiefs Super Bowl. Have you seen the videos of Jason Kelsey? The postgame party? Yes. Yeah. All of them. Luchador mask, like, raving? Well, there have been a couple. There's one where it's Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. They're dancing to uh, our song, a Mm. Taylor Swift song, which has got to be weird. Kind of weird. I mean, as a musician, wouldn't that be weird to have, like, a... It's your song that's playing, and obviously people are going to want, like, you to sing it around them, right? And so she was like singing to Travis and they were dancing and kissing and all that stuff. And then it pans, it pans, the pans over and, and you have the Marshmallow guy. What's his it, name? Marshmallow. Is his name marshmallow? It's, yeah, the DJ Marshmallow is there with his big marshmallow he- head. And then you just see this big lumbering dude in his, his overall, Kansas City Chiefs overalls in a luchador mask, standing right next to the Marshmallow guy. And he's just kind of like swaying back and forth. That was video number one I saw. The second one was somebody was taking video of Travis and Taylor leaving the party. And
2: him putting a jacket on Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey's in the background. Completely hammered, almost going face first into a tree. Falling into a
1: planter box. <laughs> like he is falling into a planter's box like. Absolutely canned. Hammered. And this is just telling me that. Nobody has more fun than Jason Kelsey right now,
2: to be fair, he was very blunt in his description of how he and his wife first met, which was out of date. They went to a bar. He got absolutely belligerently hammered and had to be carried home by one of the eagles tight ends he fireman the, carried on out the, the door. night
1: that he met her on Tinder. he said, "Come meet us at the bar," and he ended up blacking out and yep. passing out at the bar.
2: It had to be carried home by a tight end. My
1: goodness. <laughs> So she knew what she was getting into right away. That man, and there's nobody else on that Chiefs team that was as sideways as Jason Kelsey was. God bless him. God bless. I guess he did have like an eight-hour head start because I've heard in Will's update, longest Super Bowl ever. Will Ortner's here, everybody. That's mm. right. Time-wise, that was the longest one.
3: That's what I the went, ESPN report that I took it from said. It went,
1: it went to overtime, obviously,
3: and it went all the way through
1: overtime. Did anybody else notice how long halftime was?
3: Ha- well, the Usher performance was 12
1: minutes and 43 seconds. The, But the halftime itself, mm. I saw Mike Florio of pro football talk. It was supposed to be 30 minutes. How long did it go? They ran the clock for a minute in the stadium and then stopped it at 29. It was stuck on 29 for like six minutes. And then they started rolling the clock again. So I, I think it was like a 35-minute halftime that they had. Good God. <laughs> that's a really long that's time. That's a long time. I didn't really show. notice it, but at, at one point I was like, because they usually do like the go to break, they do the quick hit with, this, the, with desk. the desk, and it's really quick. It's real quick, and then throw. Boom, the right ball on the I, field. I, they were on there for so long, and that's where you got your Phil Sims bitching.
2: Yes, and I think that was worth like. I think they had to fill something there because I, th- I I seriously wonder if the DJ Tiesto thing screwed up the beginning of that. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Him not being there made them change stuff, and they just they weren't ready because they had to make a literal day before the show changes. And so they needed an extra additional couple minutes to... He
1: backed out on Thursday mm-hmm. evening due to a family emergency. Yeah. So then they on Friday, Friday it was like... Apparently Usher was just reaching out to like Bieber, he was reaching probably uh, Taylor Swift like hey we can she's like uh no. No. <laughs> uh, no. he was reaching out to everybody to see if they could kind of fill that role and uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know what ended up happening But I would imagine yet.
2: that's probably why it extended Man. the way that it did.
1: That's incredible. That's, that's incredible. incredible.
2: Did you did you see this quote from from Kelsey with Shaq before the Jason? game? Jason? Yeah, with talking about not. how Travis had to move out of his house because of the Taylor Swift fame. Yeah, The, the, the quote from him, what? Travis had to completely move out of his house. People were just staying by his house. And the first day he moved to a new house, somebody came and knocked on the window.
1: On the very first day? Yes. So
2: they probably, even if they ran like a, a fake car out, they probably had somebody sitting at the, out the back and watched them go a, a different way. Which is what these paparazzi, like the high-end paparazzi, it's what they do.
1: Those people, I can, can we do away with paparazzi? Like that should be against the law. You would think that it would fall it's under Technically it. journalism. I know, it's freedom of the press. It's And the irony
3: is is that most of the time when there's big breaking news, the best reporting group is TMZ. TMZ.
2: So, do you know what's funny is uh the people that really like to screw the paparazzi um oh god, I can't I can't remember her name. She's super famous, but she wears the exact same thing every time she leaves the house publicly so paparazzi can't sell the pictures as new. Oh. Same outfit every time.
1: That's
3: a... so they can't go because is you that can't... like Sia? Huh? Is that Sia? Uh, she's like an artist. She, what she? She? Yeah, I know. I know. Who who she is, but no. Cover it's, her it's, face. It's, it's
2: not. Her. No. 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 This person wears the same thing. Wears like a, a uh the literals like buys multiples of the same exact thing, so <laughs> that they can't go sell it to the tablet. Getting the white Hanes t-shirt. Yeah. Not quite. Yes. Like a white t-shirt, green pants, baseball hat. Like. Dad hat,
1: See, just, and that's but that's the thing about paparazzi that I I don't understand is why they can't let people just live their normal lives. Like they're just there to take their pictures, like leaving the house. Like who cares? Who cares? Somebody does. Somewhere. Do people care that much?
2: No, you'd be surprised. Well, Swifties? No, no, I would say yeah, they do. Bayhive Swifties,
1: yeah. Yeah, that is that is a weird thing. Imagine
2: never being able to leave your house without being fully done up.
1: Do I just not care about anything
2: enough?
3: No, that's to, to exactly like, it. I mean
1: That's exactly it. When you're normal. <laughs> okay. So this is for a very small number of people that are very passionate that will just click on whatever. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to Stalkers. do. You need to you need to friend this. This is a business opportunity for you. I'm
3: not befriending the Swifties.
1: No you should. No, you should no. befriend Travis Kelsey and be oh. his body double.
3: I'm you all can, for that.
1: You can be the guy that, that slips out the front door and as he's going out the back. You are the one taking all the heat from the paparazzi.
3: I'm all for that. Me and fake Taylor Swift. We'll Pe- get like trailer swift and then we'll hang out. What we'll body doubles? It'll be perfect. And
1: they'll be like, That guy doesn't look like Travis Kelsey at all.
3: That's a lie. <laughs> if it's at night, I'll get away with it perfectly. <laughs> Me and Jonas Valanciunas.
1: Yeah. If if it's night and the paparazzi and the people looking at the photos are drunk, then she Will Artner looks like Travis Kelsey. They were sober. I don't. I don't it's happening like more
3: it. and more, man. Get on board.
1: Yeah, yeah. jump on the train. Ooh. Run over on the tracks. What is the sweet spot of fame then? Like because you know Jim Carrey said this. He's like, I think everybody should be famous so they can all find out it's not what it's cracked it's up to be. It's not fun. <laughs> Which. Yeah, they, people say that about like people that win the lottery. Like you win a lot of money in the lottery, mm. all of a sudden you got relatives coming out of the woodwork. People are coming to your home to get injured on your property, so they could sue you, even though it's like you're trespassing. Yeah. Like they'll come and they'll be like, "God tripped on your sidewalk, wasn't wasn't right. I'm going to sue you for twenty million dollars." You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You hear like those horror stories of people that win the lottery. But what's the sweet spot of fame where you can you can be obscure enough to to live your life, but it's like a
2: behind-the-scenes thing. It's like a, like a writer.
1: I think that's what what people are doing now, though. Is a lot of these celebrities are moving like to Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and they're, they're moving to Denver, or they're they're moving far away here. Yeah, in Portland, if, if, like Danny like, Glover. Everybody,
2: honestly, like even Trailblazers. Talking to players, number one, like, <laughs> I ran into Timani at the mall before Christmas. Nobody recognized him.
1: He. A lot of six eight jacked dudes yeah. walking around Washington Square. Just
2: I go right into him. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" We, we talked about Christmas presents. Nobody, like, nobody else came up to us. Nothing. He is
1: jacked out of his gore. He is.
2: He is absolutely ripped. But again, also six foot eight, not a white guy, <laughs> stands out.
1: Stands out. But
2: I think Portland does a really good job of leaving those guys alone for the most part. Like we can, we kind of understand. Like even at the, the the peak of of fame for Dame, Dame could go places and be left alone.
1: That is that it is really unique to, to kind of this area where you, there's, of course, there's people that will, but you don't get bombarded no, like you do no, in other nobody, places. Like if
2: you're in LA and you do that, there's going to swarm to you. And there's places that they swarm, like if you go to like the Nines when a team comes into town.
1: Absolutely. Like if
2: you go down there when the Lakers come into town or, or the Warriors come into town or something along those lines, there will be a, a conglomeration of people who, like, but that's also like the, accept, the accepted place to do that. Nowhere else really in the city does that happen. Like, you don't – whether you go to a nice restaurant or something like that. Like, uh, uh, Nostrana is a, is a place that most players from uh, visiting teams will go to dinner because it's a nice Italian spot, but it's tiny. And I was in there one night. Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, J.J. Reddick, Jimmy Butler all
3: came in. How could you tell it was Joel?
1: <laughs> I don't know. The seven-foot guy that came in. I think that was the giveaway. <laughs> well, I think that was – like, J.J. Reddick, though, that's a sweet spot of, like, just yes. being, like, a, a guy that – could blend in. Well, JJ came in first.
2: And I was like, "Oh, JJ." And uh was that was it. Then Joel came in. And I was like, "Ah, Joel. That that you can't kind of hide." Hey, that guy had
1: to duck walking through
2: the door. Yeah. Then Jimmy came in wearing a um you know like the robes that kings wear.
1: Hell yeah. But it That's was, what I'd do. It was
2: like a fur like not like not like a robe that you wrap yourself in, but like the the a cape kind of a deal. You know what I'm talking about, like the the big fur cape that goes around behind you. He Did he had,
1: realize he was in Portland, Oregon? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he had that like on. that's a calculated decision. I'm going to travel with this. Yeah, but he had that's like a bag in itself. Then he had like a
2: Louis Vuitton branded boxing robe on underneath it, and with like matching
3: shorts. He
1: went cape and robe. Oh yeah, that guy Googled Portland and found. Keep Portland weird and was like, uh, I got the fit for this. <laughs> when, he,
2: when he walked in, though, <laughs> he's like, I, I got this nailed. Jimmy said, or JJ said something I can't repeat on radio, and I, I audibly laughed, and he kind of looked over at me, and I was like, all right, whatever, <laughs> kind of a deal. <laughs> because it was like, it was so ridiculous. And then Jimmy Butler proceeded to take uh, and grab the the sommelier, the one guy, and keep him at his table the entire night. And he had, like, basically every bottle of wine the place had on the table.
1: How did he play try. the next day?
2: Uh, I don't remember.
1: Ooh. Right above Pete Davidson, right below Bradley Cooper. That's my sweet spot of fame. That came coming in on the Vancouver. Oh, no, that's
2: line. too, way too famous.
1: Pete Davidson, way too famous. I mean, anytime you're stooping a Kardashian. Yeah. Like, nah.
3: Well, he's not anymore. But, well, I know, but matter then what you, you reach you, a level of
1: fame. Like, that's like, Travis Kelsey's life will never be the same. No. Because he's dating Taylor Swift. So, From here, moving forward... smart of you not to assume stooping. He is... Oh, I'm assuming that. (laughs) Maybe they're waiting. Maybe. Maybe. But when you go down that road of fame and you're dating somebody that famous and that has that following, that is that passionate, psycho, crazy, whatever you want to call it, at that point, your life is never going to be the same again. Because if you break up with them, no matter where you go, those people were going to hate you forever. They, I mean, yeah, they, no, dead, w- dead to them, dead, yeah, dead. And what, what about Paul Rudd? I would love that. Paul Rudd is a good. That's a great one. Paul he, Rudd is. He's a more. Sweet spot. He's
2: more down homey famous.
1: I think down homey famous is what you want to be. Sudeikis, yeah, J- Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're you now we're all just naming people that look alike yeah. and are from Kansas City. Yes. Uh, well, that's what I was going for. Ed Helms. Mid, 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 Midwest famous. Yes. Ed Helms you can go you, because people are like, "Hey, you're the guy from Ted Lasso." you're like, mm-hmm. nah, no. Hangover." Yeah. Oh, that's right. Close the enough. office. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that is your Yeah, Bradley
2: Cooper, Pete Davidson. That's way way too famous. That's way, way too, too famous.
3: famous. Way too pretty, too. Not Pete Davidson.
2: Yeah. Well, I think uh I think the the other sex would argue otherwise.
3: I don't think they're with
1: him because he's pretty. He's got a huge personality. That's what I've heard. He does. Enormous. Comedian. Mm. Funny man. Mm. Very funny man. Multiple specials. Hey, speaking of 24 hours from now, Mm. right now, Mm. right meow, Bill Burr will join us. Speaking of a funny, indeed, man, that's a good sweet spot of fame too.
2: Bill Horner's surprised by this news.
1: Bill Burr will join us tomorrow. I might just show at, up tomorrow at twelve fifteen to well, hear not, a phone he, call. He's not in studio. Yeah, he'll be on the oh, phone. Man, he'll man. be on the phone with us. But he will
2: be here next week, not in studio in Portland.
1: That is correct.
2: He is playing Moda on the twenty second.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, but you have to down homey famous is one, but then. You, I think you have to nip it in the bud early. Where you we might have, have to ask to,
3: Bill
2: about that. What's the best level of fame?
1: Yeah, because he's, he's he's got a pretty good one. He's global fame, though. You have to nip it in the bud early. That that's not the life you want. to You don't want to live that paparazzi life. Yeah. because you just got to be like, this isn't for me. I'm not going to give you anything. You know, I'm just going to keep my head down and, and go. That, but if you lean too far into that, then they're going to be like, I'm going to get a reaction out of this person. Mm-hmm. This, we're going to absolutely crush you.
2: The Tom Hanks, stay the bleep away from my wife. Yeah. But in all fairness, if you've seen the video, Tom Hanks was right.
1: He was. He was. They almost hit her with the car, right? Which
2: which was really funny because all the other paparazzi who had covered Tom Hanks were looking at, the, at that single guy like, dude, what are you doing?
1: Dude. That's
2: Tom Hanks. His, His wife. wife.
1: America's dad. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I think the perfect level of fame has to do with your established social expectations. Bill Murray and Dave Grohl are out partying, crashing events all the time, but... That's what they do, so it's not a thing. However, your A-listers with PR folk never allow clients to build that exposure. That's a great, that's a, that's a great text on the Vancouver Ford text line because the, Bill Murray has – he set this out at the onset of his career. You know, he has a like a phone number, like an 800 number. Like, he, does, he doesn't give people, like, his cell phone number. For a long time, he didn't have a cell phone. That's So if racks. you want to, like, contact him to get him on a movie or do a cameo on something, mm-hmm. like, he has, like, this 800 number where you leave, like, a message for Bill Murray.
2: Doesn't have an agent that handles that stuff?
1: Uh, apparently hmm. not. But that's how he got the... He was in that Garfield movie that sucked. Oh. He was Garfield. Do you One that? One or two. He was, uh... He thought... They were the Cohen brothers who did it did it, not those Cohen brothers, not the ones that did like Big Fish and oh. all that. It was a different set of Cohen brothers, different spelling, even I believe. And oh. there was he was like no oh, Well, I'm committed to this, so here we are.
2: Surprise. And
1: I think he regrets that to this day, doing that Garfield movie. Those movies were fine. Yeah, they're all right. For like kids.
3: There's a new one coming out. There's always a new it's like Garfield, Scooby Doo. They've always got new ones. I'll tell movies you what,
1: I out. saw that Spider Man where they brought all three of the Spider Mans together. It's a great movie. Where they went to like different yeah, world no universes. No way home. Yeah. No way home, that's yeah. what it is. That was good. I thought you were gonna say it wasn't. And I was like, that's No, was that was really, really good. good. Because people hated Toby Maguire, people hated the other guy. Andrew Garfield. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the name I'm looking for. Which I thought they both were good. And then uh, people really do love the guy. Who's, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, who's dating Zendaya. Zendaya who Tom Holland kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet, who's in Dune with Zendaya, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, but has he's that dating same...
3: a Kardashian. Wait, what? Chalamet? R- really? really? Yeah, he's dating Kylie Jenner.
1: See, Pfft. too far. He's not going after his. That's too much fame. You don't want to do that. Too much fame. Yep. No, he stepped in it. Mm. He stepped in it. No, dude. He's he's pretty. He's been doing stuff for a while. Chris Pratt. I know.
2: Chris Pratt is the new Garfield.
3: Right? Yeah.
2: It's coming out in May, dude. Chris Pratt has
1: done Mario. Uh, he wasn't. He voiced something else. Was he Sonic? He was. He was another big one. He's just doing a lot of voice. Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. I know he gets a lot of flack because he's religious. I don't I don't I, I, why let him live his life I think he's a really good actor I think he's funny too yes people people are like oh yeah I don't like that guy anymore eh, let him let him live his life whatever seems like a nice guy roots for the hawks Andy Dwyer he's Andy Dwyer he's Andy Dwyer that's a great great character one of my favorite characters ever it says you have network connectivity issues did you know that that was a real oh he did the Lego movie Lego movie. He was. he was the Lego like, guy. Like, There's a
2: famous one in here I'm forgetting.
1: Uh, that, then network connectivity. Ad-lib. Completely ad-lib because they have all of the computers in Parks and Rec. They were there, and he clicked on the internet, and it said connectivity issues because they didn't connect it to the internet, so he just read the screen. That was brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. He's one of my favorite. I love him. Um, all right. Here we go. Now we just got people commenting on fame, and I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all.
2: Jordan Spieth's a good one.
1: Jordan go- Spieth level prof- of fame. Professional
2: golfer, like high earning professional golfer, not named Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson is a good one because you are, nobody knows who you are.
3: Private jet money. Yeah, you got you Any got you got crazy. Golfer.
2: You got crazy money, and you nobody knows who you are.
3: And you're really good at golf. Yeah,
2: like that's what I'm saying, like this is that's that that's that's the, that's the sweet spot.
1: You just go and you clean up at. Like if I was a pro golfer. I'd go and I'd screw with people like I'd I'd have like an old golf bag and play I, left-handed. I would have No, I'd have like old it would just look like it's raggedy. I'd have like old club head covers and Hustlin'. just hustle. Just go to like just pool sharkin. I would go to like a 9-hole Golf course and just tear it up. Skins. And for just days. just join, just a single join in a group of like three guys who are just getting trashed wearing jorts and a, you know, wife beater out on the course. Mm. Like go to that kind of place. And, and, def- just, and definitely match the occasion. And then, just, yeah, just step on the tee box and just bomb. Just bomb one and be like, wow, must be my day today, huh? Oh. <laughs> it's weird. It's been my day all nine holes. Be like, all right, guys, good seeing you. And be like, God, we played with this guy. Just he absolute stick. I don't even know who he is, man. (laughs) Some people like, man, you should go pro. Yeah, I should. You know, I thought about it. Pretty good, though. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the life. But uh, like this one, big-time soccer guys, crazy money, Europe, limited fame, but still famous. They're not famous here. Messi. Messi. He
2: loves playing for Miami because he says he could go to the grocery store because he looks like everybody else in Miami it's, and nobody
1: cares. It's the he said it was the first time he could go to the grocery uh, store as an adult because in Europe he's the most famous person in Europe.
2: Not even close. He is the most famous player, athlete, person, whatever in Europe.
1: But meanwhile, he's like going to the Publix in Miami, and they're like nobody bats an eye. What's up, dude?
2: Looks like any other like Cuban dude who emigrated. Yeah. Nobody even says a word. It's yeah. it's got to be great.
1: Yeah. Uh, this person just, just said Spieth would crush Killarney West. That is a, the exact yeah. golf course I was thinking about <laughs> when I was saying you just roll out there, dudes in jorts, and just be like, Hey, here we go. I had Sandley and Wilson. I'm just head. going. I'm just going to roll out here and say, All right, let's go, baby. All right. <clears throat> uh, we got a sports show today. We do, and we also I think
2: we set a new record for the first uh, first uh, segment.
1: Yeah. Don't worry about that. No. Uh, historic long. Mm. Time is flat. Time is flat. Mm. All right, hey, which team is more likely next year, the chance at a three-peat or getting over the hump? Next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform
0: with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
3: The clock at four.
0: Donchich. The step back three.
1: You bet. Music. You said my word and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
0: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... More. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of the fight. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. It's
3: over here.
0: After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader,
1: 1080 The Fan. All right, cleaning up the leftovers from Super Bowl Fifty Eight. The Kansas City Chiefs winning in overtime, mm. twenty-five to twenty-two. I don't know if anybody watched it or not. If you were one of the two hundred and two million people to watch Super Bowl Fifty-Eight, otherwise known as two-thirds of the country, that is a wild number. Well, what's what are one of those other third doing? What's going on with you? Actively protesting? What? I really? I don't think there. You think that there's. Do you think there's a hundred million people that are are protesting? I do you think they went? Oh crap! That was today. I totally missed it. I think I think I think that number's probably higher because that's the thing that you that you can't calculate is all right. So these TVs are on, but how many people are at that house? Because I was at a house that had you know 15 people in it watching the game, but there was one TV watching the game the whole Only time. Only one. Only one watching. Mm-hmm. So you like you're doing it by households, but you, you, it is impossible. I don't even know what the metrics are and how they figure that out. That would
2: probably the average number of people I would imagine is in a house watching every game. Total total
1: dart
3: four point eight.
1: Did that's how many, and, and they just go by that average of how many people are. I, at it I bet in the you, home? yeah, yeah, we had more than average.
2: But the thing is, like, for every. Group of 15, there's one person at home watching themselves,
1: yeah, or two people like <clears throat> this weekend. I- people that can't be that can't go around to other people,
2: or sometimes some people just want to just chill and watch at home. Or if you're a you know a, a single person living in a new city, you might not know anybody, yeah. or you're not close to family or friends, or whatever it is, but
1: don't you go to like a bar? You know, you go to a bar? I don't go to a bar and watch a game. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd go to a bar, I'd go to a bar if I was by myself, I'd go to a bar.
2: I never, you know, that's that's the thing. Is the only time I ever did that when I was when I was in the Air Force was when I was in Florida and North, uh, North Dakota. Both places I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings just because it was the only place I could go get Raider games. Mm. It was the only oh, like because number one North Dakota, number two Florida, not exactly uh, Raider friendly. So trying to find this is again this is early two thousand. So uh, NFL league passes or uh, Sunday ticket isn't a thing. Hmm. So you had to go to like bars. You got the the bar package to, that could get the satellites to get the yeah. those games. But other than that, I, I've never been to
1: go to a bar to watch a game guy. Oh, it's always fun. You can meet new friends. Meet new friends doing it. Meet new friends doing it. I don't like people. Ah, there's your problem. That happens. That'll do it to you. That'll do it to you. This, coming out of this game, though. It is. We have a 49ers franchise that they have gone to eight conference championship games. They've gone to three Super Bowls with two different head coaches and three different quarterbacks, which is a crazy thing to to think about. When you go back to the Ravens Niners uh, Super Bowl, the Harbowl, mm-hmm. you had you had three different quarterbacks start in three Super Bowls in a decade. Gross. Isn't that crazy though? That's gross. They they are. It's a well-run organization. I mean, that's they've had their ups and they've had their downs. But overwhelmingly, they have been a very well-run organization. Oh, yeah. No questions asked. No questions about that. But they have not been able to get over the hump yeah. since the 94-95 season. And then you have this Kansas City team that they're going for the first-ever three-peat in Super Bowl history. Mm-hmm. And it's not just getting to that third Super Bowl it is it, – it, that's the tough part is you have teams that just don't make the playoffs after yeah. winning back-to-back Super Bowls.
2: You, you can fall off completely. I mean, you take a look at the, that Rams team that went,
1: gets it done and then boop, boop. Yeah, because everybody wants to pillage your roster.
2: That's the thing about this Chiefs team. You take a look at those, those free agents. Yes, Chris Jones is huge. Yes, Snead is huge. But you kind of go down the list – there's not a lot of impact guys. That you're like, oh my God, they're gonna lose this guy and 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 this guy. You look at that 49ers roster and it's like, woo, buddy. But the flip side is that 49ers team over the last couple of years has been pillaged over and over and over again. They've done a better job of restocking that roster than any team in the NFL.
1: See, all right, let's talk about this then, because I think you and I may be on on opposite sides of this, based mm. on but what what you said right there. Because we have a poll up at Danny and Dusty. You can go vote on it on Twitter dot uh, com. Which team w- ha- will be back in the Super Bowl next year? Chiefs, Niners. Which is more likely to happen? Uh, let's get to that though, because the turnover it could be quite significant on both sides of this team, which makes it a, or both sides of this coin, which makes it a really hard thing to gauge. We'll get to that next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. The fan. Pull us up at Danny and Dusty. Which team is more likely to be back in Super Bowl 59? The Chiefs or the Niners? Uh, Currently we have 54% of the vote going in Kansas City. 45% 45% going in for 46% going in for the San Francisco 49ers. And um, this is really interesting as you look moving forward as to, all right, what does the path look like? Will we see the potential of a three-peat with the Kansas City Chiefs, or do we look at it and say the San Francisco 49ers with another chance to get over the hump? They've been unable to do it in their three Super Bowl trips in the last decade, but which one is is more likely to get back there? and? Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, going to like your chances. But when you look at the way that this team was constructed, the way this team was built, and how they were so successful, a lot of it was on the defensive side of the ball. And we know that. Just look at how well they played in the Super Bowl. And with Kansas City, you have more salary cap space than the 49ers do. If you're looking at cap space moving forward, there's $22 million in cap space for the Chiefs. The 49ers have got about $570,000, and this is with some cap holds that you kind of go into and say, all right, what are we expecting here? And you have a dead cap money on both sides, but isn't a whole heck of a lot. With Kansas City, you have six defensive starters that are free agents, unrestricted free agents heading into this season. Six starters. They include Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Legarius Sneed. Uh-huh. Derek Nandi, you've got Willie Gay Jr., Drew Tranquil, and Mike Dana, and then oh by the way, you've got Amenihue who is out with a torn, eight, ACL. torn ACL. gonna be hoping maybe you get him back by August, September, like yeah. mid September probably is where you're looking at. With Ho- him.
2: Hopefully, you know he's starting his ramp up. Is there in the preseason?
1: On the offensive side of the ball, you have, oh, I don't know, your starting left tackle, Donovan Smith. Michael um, Hardman, who we saw his impact in in the Super Bowl, a game-clinching touchdown and a, a big reception downfield, I think the longest play of the game. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is not your starting running back. It's Isaiah Pacheco, but a guy who's played big minutes for you. And also Jarek McKinnon, the other backup running back. Those guys are cheap. You're probably not worried about uh, Edward Delair or Jarek McKinnon, but the six defensive guys and Legarius Sneed being the best corner in football down the stretch, he's going to ha- have a hefty price tag. Chris Jones, his market value is like twenty-eight to thirty million dollars a year, and you got twenty-two million dollars of cap space to work with. And you restructured Patrick Mahomes this Already. past offseason. and his cap number is fifty-eight million,
2: which you can restructure again and push it more to the back end, and then you're just paying out the wazoo at the, when it when it really comes due which is what I imagine they'll do. The number of guys that the Chiefs have to kind of work with here is not as high as the 49ers, but those guys, are, I think, are more impactful, particularly the, the three that you mentioned with Gay, Snead, Jones.
1: And I, I think i put Drew Tranquil in there, too. I, I would put him yeah, in there, but he was, also, in there too. He,
2: they, he was also a free agent acquisition that they got, I want to say, on a relatively good deal, if I remember right. Um, I think they paid him. But I don't think they paid him through the nose. I don't. I, because I, I remember I him it, leaving the Chargers because he wanted to compete. That was the whole yeah. thing about him. So I, I, I want to say they didn't like give him like four years, three million. Yeah, yeah,
1: one, uh, one year, three million dollar deal. Yeah, so they
2: they, they didn't give him, they didn't give him anything. Yeah. So now, can you will he get that now that he's won? No, he'll probably go. I would imagine go chase the money, which is what you should do in the get NFL because ring. you have so little time. But you got the ring, but you go and find another guy. Who's that? Yeah, there's another guy out there. You know how many pass rushers? You take a look at the list right now. I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he would do it. But let's say Chris Jones go. There's there's been rumblings about the Texans being really interested in him. Josh Allen is a premier pass rusher from the Jaguars. Is he a guy who takes a one year deal and goes and chases a ring? Like, could you see that happening? Yeah, I could. I could see it happening. You you can say that about probably. 10, 12 guys across the league at various positions who are free agents this year who will look at the Chiefs and go, I've seen what they've done. So you you can see the same thing about the 49ers, to be honest. I've seen what they've done.
1: And the I think the other factor in all of this, like, again, when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid – You're going to have a shot.
2: And you're going to have guys who are going to know that and understand it, and they're going to willingly attach themselves to it because you saw it for 20 years with the Patriots.
1: But you have – it is finding ways to pay your big-ticket guys. And your big-ticket guys are guys like Chris Jones. Yes. Like Legarius Sneed. Yeah, they
2: can't pay him the $32 million franchise tag, though.
1: Yeah, I also think (laughs) the path is a lot harder in the AFC than it is in the Mm -hmm. NFC. We saw that play out over the course of this year. Just looking at the AFC, you got Josh Allen to – Aaron Rodgers is still alive. Also, Joe
2: Burrow will Joe, be coming
1: back. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. You've got C.J. Stroud now in Houston mm-hmm. with the Texans. You've got Justin uh, Herbert now with Harbaugh with coaching. With Jim Harbaugh as his head coach. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, sneaky steal that I don't think is getting enough credit. Jim Harbaugh hired the quarterbacks coach away from the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. He was Justin Herbert's quarterbacks coach two years ago when he had his best year, mm. and he looked the most comfortable. And remind me again, uh, Houston Texans, their quarterback look pretty good this year? Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud did look good. You also have Trevor Lawrence, who is fighting through injuries all Coming season back, yeah. long, and he will be uh, back this year. Slip to the NFC side, where San Francisco, you've got Chase Young, Javon Kinlaw, those two guys are... Have been important pieces for you, but neither one of them is nearly as impactful or as important as a Chris Jones Mm -hmm. is. You've got uh, Tashawn Gibson, who's going to be a free agent. He's a safety, nowhere near as important uh, to what they do as Legereus Need, and they'll have. Talanoa Hufunga coming back. Yes, and they've I got mean, a
2: bunch of depth on the offensive side, like the Ray-Ray McLeod, McLeods of the world.
1: Well, he's going to be a free agent. Ray-Ray mm-hmm. is and Chris Conley are free agents, low-ticket guys. Yeah, but your be- right guard, Feliciano, who got hurt in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that was a big injury yes, it was. in the game. Um, other than that, every single big-ticket, high price guy, they're already locked up mm-hmm. in San Francisco. And if
2: you look at what San Francisco has done over the last couple of years, take a look at the names on their defense. The guys that have come in, been there for a year and left. Yes, they lost a, a buck during the process. That's gonna happen. He went and got paid. And rightfully so, because he was an absolute dude for the Colts. But everybody else, for the most part, seems like they're locked in there. Fred Warner locked in there. Bosa locked in there. remember they got they got Bosa paid purposefully. Uh Hafunga coming back. I mean, you just kinda look now. The the Greenlaw ones, that one's gonna be interesting. Coming off the Achilles rupture,
1: boy, how long that takes him to get back, and, and whether to or not get he does, right? man. Because you're looking at if you're lucky getting him back late November, yeah, and if that's if lucky. everything goes right. Oh, or start a training camp if Aaron Rodgers is training him. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: darkness retreat. Turn on the dolphin noises. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
1: I don't know what that means.
3: He listened to dolphins doing it. Helped heal his Achilles.
1: That's what he chalked it up to. That's
3: what I read, and I've never been told a to lie on the internet,
1: and I refuse to look into it further. The hard part about Aaron Rodgers is that seems like something he would say and do. I think we've reached that point with Aaron Rodgers now, is that that does seem mildly believable. But I will go with no. Uh, but Darkness Street, maybe. Maybe we see that with uh, with Dre Greenlaw to, to get back on the field. I look at the one thing with both of these teams, though, outside of you have Mahomes and you have Andy Reid in Kansas City, Brett Veach has done an incredible job because they're drafting at the bottom of, mm-hmm. of every round, and they keep finding ways to knock it out of the park.
2: Speaking of, I saw Brett Coleman, who you know does a, a ton of NFL coverage. He compared Troy Franklin to MVS this morning. And as a guy that he could see them replacing see him with in the draft,
1: I could see I could see that as a uh, that's a decent comp. I think uh, Troy Franklin is maybe a little bit more polished coming out than MVS mm-hmm. was, but that's a, that's actually a really good comp. I and I could see them going the, down that they're road. Same number even. in a in a also when you look at in a draft that's really deep at wide receiver. Good. They are. This draft is loaded, and maybe this is
2: the way that the Chiefs kind of run their way back. If they do lose a little bit on their defense, well, hey, we'll uh, we'll load up on some offensive skill guys, and we'll lean a little bit more on our offense this year.
1: And that's what uh, these great teams have always done. Is also, you look at back end of the first round. You may it may be perceived as a stretch taking a guard at thirty one, but if you're San Francisco and you're sitting there going, hey. We're good everywhere else. We can get the second or third best guard let's go. off the board right now at 31. We'll go ahead. We'll take that. Or the Chiefs going
2: to get a, like a McDuffie, early,
1: get a cheaper or early replacement on in the
2: process and going, let's trust this guy. Or the Seahawks the same way they went and got their offensive tackles. Like you just you prioritize the guys if you if you think those are your guys.
3: There's a lot of tackles in this draft too that can project inside as well. That can play inside or outside, specifically the Oregon State kid. Um Fuwaga. Fuwaga? Thank fuwaga. You. I was like, I'm going to pronounce it horribly. Fu- yeah, they've
2: got um, the Raiders at 13 uh, mocked for him now.
3: Yeah, I was, I, Mel Kiper, way, Mel Kuyper's had him fallen uh, later on in the draft. That could be someone that San Fran might jump up and try and go snag. Oh, to.
2: no way. The San Francisco 49ers going out and getting a Polynesian guy?
1: Get, go get your votes in <laughs> on the poll at Danny and Dusty on Twitter.com. By the way, seven ducks invited to the... Combine. combine. Four beeves invited to the Combine. Washington, 13. <laughs> Only second to Michigan, yeah. which Michigan had 18 guys invited to the Combine Holy. this year. Out of 321 invites, Michigan has 18. Washington has, is second with 13. That's a lot. That is a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys.
2: You know what I don't hear in that? Hmm. Georgia or Alabama?
1: Oh, uh they're up there. Well, I know, but it's, it's interesting. They're both up there. Because
2: Georgia has so many
1: guys in the last two years yeah 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 um I'll get those numbers I was I was looking at them earlier and I hmm. but the 18 and 13 I was like good Lord 18's insane <laughs> so many guys and then uh, have you seen let's talk about this next have you seen Michigan fans turning on Jim Harbaugh hmm. <laughs> it's great Wow yeah it's something next on the fan. And Dusty on the fan. All right, here are your top twelve schools in order of combine invitees. Three hundred twenty-one prospects will be at the combine. Michigan with eighteen, Washington thirteen, Florida State with twelve, Texas and Georgia each have eleven, Alabama, Penn State with ten, Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC, Missouri have eight, Oregon with seven. Th- those are the leaders. But Michigan fans, I've been noticing, they have been getting more and more bristly with old Jim Harbaugh. Which,
2: can I just say, what the
1: hell? Yeah, brings you a national title. Brings you back to relevance. And he hands the program program off to Sharon Moore. To a
2: guy he believes in.
1: And a guy he chose. Yeah. But they are, the message boards are all hot and bothered over the fact that he took the strength coach, Took Jesse Minter as the defensive coordinator yeah. with him to the Chargers, and apparently those are that's a bridge too far. Jay Harbaugh left, and he's in uh, in Seattle now, Seattle as a special teams coordinator. And now you're sitting there and going, I I can't. He took uh, Mike Elston, defensive line coach, Ben Herbert, strength coach, he defensive left him- analyst Doug Malloy, Dylan Ro- Rooney, his uh, edges assistant coach mm-hmm. and he- now they're just saying no guess what i'm here to tell you 18 guys at the combine mm-hmm. michigan is going to take a massive step back Regardless. even if jim harbaugh stayed there yeah. this year
2: and here's the thing he left you in better position than than the old ball coach down in alabama
1: left yeah. them in Isn't that the truth so shut up yeah, but they're and coming, you don't have a national title to show for it this year. They're coming at him and saying, you know, some Michigan man you are rating the staff. It's like, well, yeah, he's had really good coaches around him. He's taken him with him to the NFL. Guess who brought him to Michigan? <laughs> him. <laughs> Guess who's taken him away?
2: Him. And it's not like he left you with some, I don't know, figured out coach. Left you with the d- n-
1: national championship. That should be yeah, enough he to also, be like, all right, yeah, we're good. He didn't Kelly you. He didn't leave you, you know, figured out. Yeah. Yeah, late in the process, like the first consensus title since what was it, 1948? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Ah, horrible, how could you do this to us?" Oh, God, I, I think that's Shut one of the weirder up. things to come out of this. Is Michigan fans getting how bristly about, with Harbaugh. thanks, Coach?
2: <laughs> thanks, Coach. That, that's the proper answer here.
1: Yeah, there is a uh, this guy. I'll, I'll read this one to you because it was good. And Harbaugh repays him by, get, uh, by Shron Moore. It says, Shran Moore cried on national TV for Jim Harbaugh. And he was like named a head coach. He goes, and Harbaugh repays him by gutting his coaching staff, knowing that it's going to cost the team players. Hell of a way to set the guy that you campaigned for up for success. I appreciate what Harbaugh did for the program, but I'm also a bit disgusted by what he's doing. <laughs> Shut up. This is not going to go well for Michigan moving forward.
2: Absolutely insane. You know what? Now I hope you you, you absolutely you get doormatted for a decade.
1: Damn. God. Harsh. All right. Uh, basketball season started yesterday. When you enter a conversation with Hakeem Olajuwon and the Admiral David Robinson, it's not bad. That's how we start out number two on the fan. Tune In is the audio platform
0: with something for everyone.